her strength, her humanity, and her guarded humour. How did she fight? She fought well. I hope someday to be able to look the public in the face as Louisa Lawson, not as the mother of a man. For somebody to please build a statue. Louisa Lawson is a daughter of Mudgee who deserves to be celebrated. Hi, I'm Jess Scully and welcome to another episode of More Than A Mother, my ever-expanding love letter to Louisa Lawson. On this week's episode, I get to talk to Elizabeth McCree, who is president of the Mudgy CWA Evening Branch. This is a chat I've wanted to have from the moment we put Louisa up on her pedestal in Market Street in Mudgy on International Women's Day 2023. I was talking to Elizabeth at a little luncheon that we had after we unveiled Louisa to the World, as well as another CWA member, Barb, and we were talking about how how the Mudgy CWA were the first people to donate to the statue project to build Louisa. But for some time, I've been wanting to discuss the Country Women's Association on this podcast because my entire purpose that I set out to achieve in this podcast is to tell more of Louisa's story rather than her just be Henry Lawson's mum. She was so much more remarkable than that. And for quite some time, it's been evident to me that the Country Women's Association are getting the same rap that poor Louisa got. I'll get to that in a second. Let's dive into the chat, shall we? Grab a cup of tea. Here's my chat with Elizabeth McCree from the Mudgy CWA. From the moment I started this podcast, there has been one particular community group that I've wanted to have a chat to, who I consider the Louisa Lawson of community groups. Just like Louisa, she's kind of dismissed as being just Henry Lawson's mum. And the CWA unfairly are dismissed as being the ladies who make scones. And I'm not downplaying how great the scones are when I go to the Royal Easter show, but holy cow, the fabric of the Australian society has been shaped by these dynamic women that just go to prove that when women get together, amazing things happen. Elizabeth McCree is the Mudgy CWA Evening Branch president and she's joining me in the studio. Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining me. Thank you for inviting me, Jess. I am so thrilled to have you here and to talk about just how amazing the CWA is. Well, yes. I mean, when I came to Mudgy, which I must admit I've only been here for three years, but I saw an article in the paper about advocacy regarding domestic violence and how to support the families Mm -hmm. and the women and the children leaving those families. So I thought, gee, now that sounds like a really interesting organisation to join because I've had a history, my own work life has been involved in social work, that area. So I joined and there I became a member and then... Look, three years later, I'm now the president of the evening <laughs> branch. But anyway, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's not just scones and, you know, lamingtons that we make or lovely sandwiches. We do. We do make all those yeah. sorts of things. But there's a lot more to the CWA. And Mudgy CWA is extra special in the story of telling Louisa's story because you were the first people to donate to the statue project when it was announced that we were going to be building one of Louisa. Yes, that's correct. We had a guest speaker, Chris Stevens from Rotary. He came along to talk to our meeting about Louisa Lawson. And I have to admit, I had not heard of her at that stage. But as soon as we did, 
as soon as Chris left the room, we all voted unanimously to donate $2,000 to the, the statue of Louisa because she sounded such a fantastic person, fantastic woman. But also such an embodiment of what the CWA stands for with her focus on education, women coming together and creating safe spaces for women. And that's been the agenda of the Mudgee CWA from the beginning. Yes, you're right. I was just looking through the original aims of the CWA and there is not a scone mentioned. <laughs> and so, you know, it's all to do with education. It's all to do with better health for women and their children in country areas. And for women in those areas to come together, as you said, to create a force to improve things. And in fact, one of the first things in Mudgee that they asked for was that the local council clean up the streets of all the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. And the first fundraiser was to create a, a restroom in Mudgee, in Market Street. And that was for women who have come in from their properties with their husbands and all the children on the back of the dray or the truck. And the husbands have gone off to meet with whoever they were going to meet with, go to the pub. But there was nowhere for women to have a rest, a place to change the nappies of the children, to be able to just sit down and have a cup of tea, and also to go to the toilet. Now, there's something that we don't think about these days, because there were no women's toilets. That's insane. I know. It's hard to believe that in 1920, there weren't any. Especially when society was so about being proper and decent mm. in those days. What were women supposed to do? They had to pay for a room at the hotel. And so they would have to be upstairs so they could use the facilities and actually have a little rest. I mean, this is after, can you imagine in 40 degree heat, in all the clothes that they had to wear those days, mm. on the back of a truck coming into town, which would have taken hours. Yeah. And then... There was nowhere to go and have a rest, nowhere to, you know, to the children. They'd be all different ages, including babies, and there was nowhere to go. So that's what the CWA in Mudgee first raised money to provide. Amazing. Mm. And since that, not just the Mudgee branch, even though they've done incredible things themselves, but the CWA has changed the fabric of Australia. Oh, yes. Yes. It's uh, been involved in, in so many different aspects. You know, those 40k zones outside schools mm. lobbied for that. Children, proper restraints in the cars and Yes, and improve maternity health. For instance, there was never a dedicated hospital bed in the hospitals in country towns where there was a hospital for women having babies. They simply were just not thought about that they might need medical help or intervention. Ongoing assistance with the bush nurses for children's health. So many children died either at birth or soon after in those early years that something had to be done. And the CWA were the people, the women who got together and lobbied for these changes. And also just from inside the home, being able to provide education, not only for mothers, not only for women, but in nutrition, in bringing up their children in a way that, that their kids are healthy in the country because often we get forgotten about or we, we slip between the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people might laugh at CWOA and with all our different cooking competitions and everything, 
But the basis of those was to provide better nutrition for children and, well, for the whole family, really, in the country areas. Recipe books were put together with simple, easy recipes that the mothers in the family could cook for the children and for the rest of the family, of course, and improve the general health of everyone. I read last fortnight in The Dawn, Louisa did very similar things. She included recipes for certain things and also remedies for getting rid of bed bugs or Mm. ways to clean the house. And the idea of if you're giving women that education within the home, you create healthier generations of people. Yes, absolutely. Both Louisa and CWA advocated and lobbied for better education for children, especially for girls. And the need to, as you say, with one generation learning different improved methods of cooking and nutrition, then the next generation would be a healthier one to be able to continue on. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really cool. So when Chris Stevens spoke to the CWA, was that the first time you learned about Louisa? Yes, me personally, yes, that was true. Others in the group had heard of her because they actually have grown up in this area. But we were just amazed that nothing really had been, you know, put up anywhere in Mudgee for Louisa. And uh, so that was a, a definite yes from everyone at that meeting to donate. In finding out about Louisa's story, what's the thing that surprised you the most? There's quite a lot, actually. First of all, that she was one of 12 children, which wasn't unusual in those days, but she was actually a very, she was obviously a very intelligent young lady because she went to school in Mudgee and she was actually asked to be a student teacher at the age of 13. But because she had 10 siblings in the household, her parents asked her to... No, I don't suppose they really asked her. They just insisted that she come home and help with the children. And so she couldn't continue her education. So when she was... 18 and she got married to Peter Larson who then became Peter Lawson and her own children you could tell that she was education was very important for them. I guess it's kind of fun as well when you think of the fact that that opportunity she lost Mm. to become a student teacher so she just decided to educate the whole of Australia. Yes why not I think that's that's amazing. All right I'll do it my way then. Yes. There you go. And that the fact that when she did set up her own publication business down in Sydney, it was with women working all the various machinery there. And across the road, apparently, there was the union of Mm. typesetters who were not happy, these chaps across the road. They were not happy with the fact that she only employed women. And so she actually had to get the police to escort the women from the office to where they, I don't know, probably caught their bus or the tram because they were being attacked by the men from the union across the way. And that's when she got the idea to open up a refuge in the back office of the Dawn, Mm. which ended up being the first one in Australia Mm. for women's refuge. Yes. And creating spaces for women. And I know that you said that at the beginning of us having a chat that the fact that the CWA does so much to advocate for people fleeing family violence and creating safe spaces. Yes, yes. She was doing that all those years ago. That's right. You know, I'm sure 
I mean, I can't be absolutely certain, but she died in 1920 and CWA started in 1922. I really do think that if she had been around and in good health, I think she'd probably be one of the beginning advocates for CWA to start. I think so as well. And I feel also that the CWA has picked up the torch Mm. from where Louisa lit it. Yes, that's a very good way. I like that. (laughs) And and have kept carrying it through because the CWA in Australia advocate for rights of girls, women and children in Parliament. Yes, yes. And not only in Parliament, so as in the state or the federal, but also locally. One of the things that Louisa and CWA also advocated for was for women to become involved in municipal municipal councils, sorry about that, as well as running for state mm. elections. And the idea of having a woman's voice in Parliament 120 years ago when Louisa was here... Mm was so far in the future. Oh, I know. But it's a reality now. And thanks to organisations mobilising together like the CWA to make changes that make children safer at school, children safer in the car, families safer. At the moment, next week is CWA Awareness Week. A week, yes, that's right. And advocating for health in women getting diagnosed with ADHD. Yes. It's so hard to get that diagnosis, it takes years for it. And that's years that you could be achieving things, years that you don't have all of these hurdles to jump over while everybody else is Mm. fine and running a straight race, being able to advocate for all types of women. It's not just blue rinses and scones. It's for all (laughs) ladies. All lamingtons. Uh, I do love a lamington. I can't keep forgetting the lamingtons. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, yes. CWA, they really look at the the important issues. So next week from the 3rd to the 9th, it's looking at the neurodiversity. So not just ADHD, it could be autism, Asperger's syndrome, and how that affects a person's ability to be able to just learn, cope with the world yeah. and deal with all of that craziness that is, you know, outside the person's ability, you know, to get an early diagnosis, to be able to receive the right type of therapy or it could be medication, whatever, to be able to improve that person's ability to cope with the world itself Mm. and learning and education. We're back to education again and how important it is to all people, but women in particular, because they've not had it to the same level as men for centuries. Well, I still see it. I said this about voting to Perrin Davey on a previous episode. Although it is a human right to be educated in Australia, it's still such a privilege for so many people. And women especially, and with the ADHD diagnosis, for instance, they present differently. Women present differently when they're having a heart attack to what men do, but we Mm. only know the symptoms of when a man does it. We only know how the, well, ADHD, and this is probably an ableist term, but it used to be called the naughty boy syndrome Mm, because it was always, well, you'd see young boys acting out, but 
when it presents in women, it's usually more intrinsic. It's, you know, someone suffering in silence and they're always a pleasure to have in class. Mm. But in actuality, that child is suffering and they're too scared to ask for help. And we know so much about the other side of things and so much of it has been withheld from even caring about the women's side, from the fact that there wasn't a restroom for women. Only the CWA saw a problem with there being rubbish in the street. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? That's insane to me. <laughs> I can't get over it, actually. It, it's bin day today in my street, and if I mine can, I can show you it in the Mudgy oh. Guardian, actually, here <laughs> in the Mudgy CWA branch celebrating 100 years booklet. <laughs> Which was last year. I did get along to that one. Some really nice sandwiches that day. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there was a scone, too. <laughs> oh, it's me. Of course there was. <laughs> yeah, so in the very first meeting, that was the, it was the the rubbish in the streets that they were discussing and they were going to go to the council. But they were also really emphasising the fact that, that women and girls needed to be given the opportunity to be educated, to have the same health opportunities, because well, having babies is really just a female side of things and um, there were no beds that was specifically for women having babies. That's so nuts because the human race wouldn't exist. Absolutely. (laughs) 51% of the population, you realise. Yes. That's so nuts. My friend's having a baby right now and I'm waiting for her to message me. Like literally having (laughs) a baby right now. Um, It's a very stressful day. (laughs) Oh, yes. yes. But that's so insane that she could just be in the back of her backyard if it wasn't for the work. And I guess I come back to Louisa because she advocated for women prison guards mm. and women doctors and women to have these opportunities yeah. because in if women's you, prisons oh, so the idea of being in prison is not great in itself but not having somebody that understands how your body works like could mm. you imagine having reproductive issues in prison back oh, in those days but those sort of things were ignored in those days jess i <laughs> I know. Sad but true. I'm so glad we live in the future. (laughs) Oh, I know. Modern medicine, I tell you what, yay. (laughs) (laughs) What does it look like now at a CWA branch meeting? Well, we go through the various reports that each of the officers report on. So, for instance, I always write something and it could be about where we've been donating to various organisations. For instance, all the money that we raise on Anzac Day goes to the Legacy Foundation and that's to help them with whatever they're raising funds for, for the Legacy Widows. And this year's money will be going to a calendar that they're going to produce. So that'll be very nice and help them with raising their funds. Another organisation that CWA as a whole is linking up with is called the Gidget Foundation. Okay. Have you heard about that one? No, I haven't. What's that? Gidget is a uh, an organisation to help women suffering from postnatal depression. Oh, okay. And in a lot of the country towns, there is a, a qualified psychologist who helps women who are dealing with postnatal depression. And unfortunately, there isn't one in Mudgee. Oh, 
But apparently Blooms, the chemist Mm -hmm. down here in Church Street, they are looking to provide a room for a person who with the right qualifications to come along. That would be awesome if they did. Yes, and CWA as a whole is supporting that idea and the spread of the Gidget Foundation across the state. So one of our uh, members, Sue Labar, who's a nurse up at Mudgee Hospital, Mm -hmm. so she's actually going to look into it on behalf of our branch. So that's one of the things that at a branch meeting, we might come up with an idea and one of the members will put their hand up to do a bit of research, look into a particular organisation. And so that's what we're going to look into as to whether we can help in any way to create this new foundation here. Gosh, that would be fantastic. I was watching on the news last night that there's an inquiry at the moment into regional hospitals in relation to birth trauma and mothers not receiving adequate care when they're suffering from postnatal depression. Mm. And they're inquiring into it at the moment because they're just saying it's not good enough. So the idea that you're on the front foot and looking at ways to improve that Mm. can't really help the birth trauma side of things. But how you can with the you know helping somebody with the psychology and actually having that there and that's a that's a phenomenal thing to get behind that's really cool yeah and I would imagine that in addition to a a psychologist working individually that support groups for women with PND would be a really beneficial idea to have in any country town. So I've worked a lot in organisations, in charities where support groups have really helped the Mm. people who were involved. And so, you know, I might sort of put that idea forward when it comes to Mudgee. Yes. That does sound like a really awesome idea. I was listening to an interview with Jane Fonda and she was saying that when men spend time together, they look out in the same direction. Mm -hmm. When women spend time together, we look at each other in the eyes. Ah. And even the idea of the CWA is not a support group. It's a community group that achieves incredible things. Mm. But even just having a group of dynamic women who have been there, who care and want women to succeed, that's got to be a benefit as well for somebody that is struggling, regardless of what they're struggling with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it is. It's all about local regional women working together for country women by country women yeah and so it's not it's to break down that sense of isolation that many women feel particularly when you've just had your baby Mm. and and particularly I would imagine living out on a property that you would feel terribly isolated and it's for all women all shapes and sizes socio-economic background it doesn't matter CWA is for women, to help women. Is there something about learning about Louisa's story that has inspired you that you'd like to take into the future? Louisa was such a a brilliant woman with ideas way ahead of her time. So I think it would be wonderful if more and more children learn about Louisa Lawson and, and other women who have, you know, created different organisations or been involved with improving not just women, it, it, it's the population in general. Mm. And I think a lot of these women, I know when I was reading up a bit about the CWA and how it started, a lot of those women had taken over the roles during World War One, yeah. uh, the roles of the men who'd gone away into fighting arenas. And so they were like, well, 
we can we can do more than you know make scones. We can we can yeah. do far more. And I think Louisa had that attitude prior to the CWA starting was that we can do more. We just because we you know wear skirts and have to you know bear children, there is so much more to life than that. Yeah. For instance, what a one part that she was lobbying for which really made me smile was that women to be allowed to ride their push bikes. Oh, I love this one. To work. Yeah. Because it wasn't womanly. It wasn't seemly. decent. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> decent. I can't seem to understand how cuz wearing skirts. Mm. They had all of the different layers of the skirts and oh, yes. old fashioned and the old fashioned underwear and everything oh. else. And uh, Alicia Rapley on a previous episode was saying that the idea of back in those days, you didn't have paved streets. You didn't no. like it was just mud coming up into everything, mm. every crevice that you can imagine mm-hmm. it's in. And the idea that wearing pants was considered indecent mm. and yet there's a lot less of a chance of my pants flying up and showing everybody what I have for breakfast <laughs> than there is in a skirt. But the idea that Louisa was trying to get these women mobile and mm. I guess that's where that that isolation and having submissive women that are in your house, they don't know anything, they've got no education, they've got no rights, mm. they can't vote to change their world. And they can't leave their house because the husband's got the horse or whatever else. Yep. So the idea of having a bike and, and them being mobile and being able to create their own world, mm. of course she was behind that. Yeah, of course, of course. It's all to do with power. Mm. One side of the population had so much power and it's slowly, slowly changing and we're aiming for a 50-50 balance. That would be nice. It would be really nice. And I think Louisa would be so happy to see that, you know, education for girls has definitely improved. Health has improved. Although if you go to a, a CWA conference, there's still the, the issues that they bring up that need to be improved. Medical services for women in regional areas. But it is getting there slowly. So I think Louisa would be pleased. I think so as well. Thank you for your time. I am so thrilled that I got to have this conversation with you about it. Is there anything that you would like to tell the listeners to break a myth about the CWA before we go? Oh, wow. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) To break a myth. Okay. Well, it's not just for older ladies. The evening group was actually started because most of the members are still working. And as time goes by and more women are working till 65, 70, they can't go to meetings during the day. So that's why the evening branch was created. Mm. So, yeah, CWA is not just for older ladies that just make scones. They're for women all ages. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, come along. Come along to the evening group of the Mudgee CWA. Second Monday of every month. That's good to know because, as I said, when women get together, amazing things happen. Absolutely, Jess. Thanks, Lovely talking to you. (laughs) You see, there are so many things in this day and age that Louisa fought for, that the women in the CWA fought for, that we are taking for granted. The restroom that Elizabeth mentioned was the original CWA rooms in Market Street, which is currently where Gory Pantry is. So if you're going for a little historical book, 
make sure you go for a squeeze down Market Street. The Country Women's Association, I do love the idea that two years after we lost Louisa, they picked up the torch. The first CWA in Australia was formed at a Bushwomen's conference held in Sydney to coincide with the Sydney Royal Easter Show. And talk about creating spaces for people. The CWA rooms at the Royal Easter Show is literally my favourite part of the show. From all the exhibitors and the art and the show bags and the animals and everything there is to see at the show, my one refuge that I look forward to more than anything else is sitting down in the CWA hall, having a cup of tea, some scones and having a chat to whoever is next to me. Those ladies do the Lord's work. They actually do. The CWA awards student scholarships, providing instruction and encouraging participants in the fields of drama, art, music, public speaking, cooking and floral art. They run workshops for older members to learn how to use computers, do electronic banking and using ATMs. They've made so many appeals to government at all levels on a huge variety of social issues. And certainly in so many ways, just like Louisa Lawson, their work has been taken for granted. And a little thing that we touched on in my talk with Elizabeth is CWA of New South Wales Awareness Week, which is next week. And during this year's CWA Awareness Week in New South Wales, the association is calling for more awareness of ADHD in girls and women to ensure early diagnosis, leading to better treatment and support, increased recruitment, training and retention of and support for healthcare professionals to ensure client access to timely diagnosis and management of ADHD, particularly in rural, regional and remote areas. If you've spoken to a person that is trying to get an ADHD diagnosis in 2023, it actually feels damn near impossible. The CWA is also calling for new ways to reduce the cost of diagnosing and treating adult ADHD, extension of access to all long-acting medications on the PBS for late diagnosis ADHD, and more research into long-term outcomes of ADHD in girls and women, especially work that investigates how and why the disorder contributes to difficulties across the lifespan. These ladies are getting it done for the betterment of women and girls all around Australia. It really was wonderful to shine a light on how great the CWA is. And if you're inspired, I'm sure your local branch would love to have you as a member. Do it for Louisa. I want to leave you on a quote from Ruth Beatrice Fairfax. She was the first president of the Queensland CWA in 1922. She said, We're a great sisterhood of women and a democratic one, putting aside petty difficulties of position, wealth and pride. We are out to be a mutual help to one another. And isn't that what it's all about? That's all I've got time for on this week's episode. I look forward to your company in a fortnight's time as we explore more of what made Louisa Lawson more than a mother. If you'd like to follow me on social at Jettycar on Twitter, Instagram and threads. If you'd like to be on a future episode, Louisa Lawson podcast at gmail.com is how you do that. If you like this episode, share, rate and review. I will love you forever. Until next time. See ya. Love ya. Bye.